Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning and welcome to On The Pace on this Queen's Birthday Monday. I hope your holiday, if you haven't one, has started well. We know there's plenty of galloping action on in the state today. There's also an excellent harness racing meeting coming out of Bankstown. It's their biggest race meeting for the year. And their feature race, the Trua Memorial, used to be a Grand Circuit race. It's a very storied race in harness racing history. It used to be a Saturday night race. It's now a Monday holiday afternoon race. It goes at 3.35 this afternoon for $50,000 at Group 2 level. So today's show is going to be all about how you can back a winner at Bankstown. A man who could help you do that is Blake Fitzpatrick. Blake, thanks for taking time to join us this morning, mate. We know it's a busy day. Uh, no problem. Good morning, Mick. Mate, you're on a pretty good chance in the first on the card, I would have thought, just after midday coming out of Bankstown. Uh, Bravica has been solid in races like APG Constellations. Uh, good barrier draw here. Were you surprised she was beaten last time out at Newcastle? Uh, look, she just didn't have any luck at Newcastle. She drew awkwardly and got behind some tiring, tiring horses and just got out too late. But she really found the line well and was really pleased with the run. Uh, the last two runs have been very good. And she looks today from the perfect draw. She's a really quick beginner. She should be able to lead back and take a lot of running down around back now. Hey, just for those who don't follow the harness racing quite as much these days, Blake, obviously we have bigger tracks in some parts of New South Wales. We have Menangle, we have tracks like, of course, Bathurst, which have you know been redone, and Wagga, which are better tracks. Bankstown's one of the smaller, old-school tracks. How important is being able to lead around Bankstown? Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head, Mick. Bankstown's definitely one of our old-school tracks. It's uh, been around for a long time, and it's only an 800-metre track with flat corners, so being in the top three or four is very important. Obviously, it's all tempo-related, but um, it's it's a track where if they do go slow, it's very hard to make ground on. Like, in a situation like that, when you're training a horse, do you potentially pull the hopples up a notch? Do you change anything about how you go about preparing the horse for racing there, say, for example, compared with the much bigger Menangle track? I think a number of people do. We're probably in a fortunate position where we train on our own property where our training track's very similar to Bankstown, so our most the majority of our horses don't have a problem getting around the track. But you are correct, a lot of horses that are trained at Menangle or race at Menangle on a regular basis on the big 1,400-metre track, they can find it difficult to adjust to the but one of your horses who shouldn't have an issue is Star's Rain in the third on the car has been able to win around Penrith, which is a similar track, albeit better cambered. Has a second line draw here. It's not an intimidating field, but it's never easy to come from there over 1740 at Bankstown. No, it's not. He's, you're right, he's raced really consistently at Penrith around the smaller track there, and he's Got it all wrong at Benangle last start. He galloped out of the gate, lost all chance. So drawing the second row today is probably an advantage for him. He's quite a highly strung horse. From that draw, I'll be able to get him back and hopefully get him to relax. And Yeah, he should be finishing off strong.
Mate, we know you as Mr Trotting in New South Wales. You'd be happy to see the Bankstown Trotting Cup on today too. It's not a bad stake, 14,280. You drive Lord Loki for Troy Williams. And I'll be honest, Blake, oh, I can never quite work out what to expect from Loki. No, uh, he's been a really... Um, Troy Williams has done a really good job with him. He's won a number of races for him. He brought him up from Victoria. and He's a horse that probably standing starts aren't his ideal situation, but looking at the field today, he looks really well graded. He's raced harder horses than he's meeting today, and the 2,500 won't be a problem for him. So, yeah, I think off the 10-metre handicap shouldn't be an issue. And, um, yeah, I think he's definitely one of the better chances in that race today. Yeah, I thought looking at the race, some of these, particularly those off the front line, might get a little tired over 2,500 round banks down. It's, uh, if the movers come from back in the field, the pressure might go on here quite a bit. I think so, Mick. And like you said, a lot of these horses will struggle at distance and even the standing star conditions. So, um, yeah, being being at banks down with, with the big field is going to have to be moved at some point. So it should be a fairly good tempo the whole way. Mate, the True Memorial, Blake, probably isn't the race it used to be. It used to be a great Group 1 race with the masked musicians of the world. It's, it's probably found its, its niche now for horses in that sort of rating 80, 90 or 100 band. You drive Mark Da Vinci, who, for Peter Hansen, has been good, but hasn't won a race for a while, much of his race being at a higher level. What do you make of him today over 25 foot? Uh, he's, he's a really nice horse, and at that stage in his career where he's just taking the next step against the the open-class horses. And the Truel Memorial has been a great stepping stone for a lot of horses like Mac Vinci that are working their way up to that better grade. And today, he's back on his home track at Bankstown, which is an advantage for him, and the distance won't be a problem at all. Uh, to me, it looks a really good, even bunch of horses. It probably isn't one standout, but probably four or five horses that in the race that if they got the right trip, they could win it. So um, it looks like on paper too, there could be quite a bit of speed on, which will suit Mac Da Vinci. And um, he's definitely a horse that's better driven with cover and held up as long as possible. And um, yeah, if they're going hard enough, he'll definitely be the one finishing off. Mate, what's your best chance for people having an enjoyable holiday punt today, Blake, to get some money in the TRB account? Uh, I've got four really good drives, but probably Bravika in the first. I know she's going to be short, but definitely she's my best drive. And uh, Mac Da Vinci, I think he wouldn't surprise me at all if he, if he won today also. Mate, let's just go back to Saturday night at Menangle. Um, you lined up two of the better trotters in New South Wales and the in the Trotters Mobile, they finished last and second last. Now that can happen with Trotters because they have a gallop. Caligula, any reason the hot favourite gallop the other day? No, he just made a break out of the gate, Mick, which he, which he can do on the odd occasion. And um, his manners have been the one thing that's sort of let him down his whole career. But we thought we were on top of it. But yeah, Saturday night he was back to his old tricks. So, like you said, that's Trotters and. <laughs> It wasn't the greatest night, but we moved on from there and, yeah, look forward to this week. I'd also racing tomorrow at Menangle for the, the regular Tuesday afternoon meeting. There's a couple of those two-year-old trotting foundation heats. 
and you've got horses in both of them. You've got quite a strong hand in both of them. Who's your best two-year-old trotter at the moment, mate? Possibly a filly I've only given the one start to. The name's um, Gardena Ronda. She was quite impressive her first start a fortnight ago and she's giving away experience tomorrow, but yeah, definitely a filly that has improved in leaps and bounds over the last few weeks. And yeah, I think she'll be a nice filly in time. Mate, you've also got Rick O'Shea in tomorrow. I thought he was really good winning last time out. Uh, he must be a chance, I would have thought, in the last race at Menangle tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, he is absolutely, Mick. We took him to Newcastle for a confidence-boosting win last week, and he was quite impressive, running 54 up there. And tomorrow he strikes a harder field, but yeah, he's a nice three-year-old that's done a really good job. He's whole he's the short career he's had so far, and yeah, tomorrow looks a good field, but he's definitely a winning chance. All right, Blake. Um, last time we spoke to you on the show, you had just reigned a massive winner in Victoria in Tasty Delight. Where's he off to next? Uh, I think Brian's considering maybe possibly taking him to Brisbane. He's probably going to make a decision later in the week, but speaking to him yesterday, he's really happy with the way the horse pulled up from Victoria, and he just gave him a quiet week, and um, yeah, he's, he said he's in, a, in great shape and probably no reason for him not to head that way. Mate, considering you were willing to drive from Sydney to Melbourne and back in the same day to, to drive him in the APG final, I don't know the answer to this, but if he goes to Brisbane, will you be popping along to drive him? Yeah, no, absolutely, Mick. He's, he's, he's a, like I've said before, he's a really promising horse with his got it all ahead of him, so yeah, definitely be following wherever he goes. Mate, thanks for your time today. Good luck um, at the Truer Memorial. I take it you haven't won a Truer Memorial before, Pope? No, I've run a number of placings in it, Mick, but haven't been able to crack it, so hopefully it's today. Mate, that'll be good. Mate, good luck today, and uh, thanks for all your information about the big card coming out of Bankstown. No, not a problem. Thanks, Mick. That's a very detailed report there from Blake Fitzpatrick. He is a good each way chance in the truer. If you are just joining us as the day unfolds, the truer goes today at 3.35 out of Bankstown. And good to hear Blake's thoughts on how you set up a horse for racing there and getting them on the speed. One man who knows all about that is Robbie Morris, who he joins us now. I hope he's getting some sleep. He's had a new baby arrive in the family about a month ago under quite remarkable circumstances. Uh, Robbie, how is the new addition to the family sleeping, mate? Yeah, no, she's um, she's really good. Kaza does a good job with her, so uh, no, she's really good. Okay, if she happens to cry during the night, does Robbie get out of bed, or was that just uh, an unlikely scenario? No, a very unlikely scenario. <laughs> let's, let's hope we can find a use for you today, mate. You've got a busy program there coming out of Bankstown. You and Kerry Ann, of course, uh, your your wife and, and training partner, for want of a better word, uh, have two in the first on the card, mate. You've got Better Keep Rocking and Ad Mayora. Um, draws aren't ideal. Can they overcome those? Uh, look, I, I think the draws are never good draws around Bankstown being such a small track, but um, I think better keep rocking. He's stepping back from an angle Tuesday grade where he's been pretty consistent um, back to this grade. will suit him. Uh, if he can get a good trip uh, somewhere handy without getting too far back, I, I'm sure he can um, 
hit the line really strong. His runs have been really good. And Admayora, uh, he's off a bit of a short let-up, but um, his runs weren't bad at the end of his last sort of campaign. So uh, he'll probably have to go back and up the fence and through the middle and look for a couple of the cheaper runs. But if he gets them, uh, they're definitely not out of it. Just the draws make it hard. You mentioned interesting um, tactics there. On a track like Bankstown, if you do happen to, to get three back on the outside or four back on the outside and they're not going quick enough, can you take off and try and get parked or is the park usually simply not there and sometimes halfway during a race, Robbie, you probably can't win? Yeah, look, it, it, a lot of these things, and it's probably it all comes down to mathematics, to sort of the how fast they're going to whether you can make a move and get up there parked if your horse is good enough to do so. But quite often you'll, you know, if it's a 2,100-metre race, you'll get halfway through the race. And, you know, if the leader's on the on the front end and it's gone two quarters in 32 and gets a half in four, it's going to rattle home in 57. And mathematically, you can't come three, four deep, sometimes five deep. You're going to have to get home in 54 and a half around Bankstown, which is mathematically impossible. So... Sometimes you've just got to go to the fence and, and bide your time and, and hope you get through late and try and pick up third because it's your only real option you've got left to play, yeah. All right, well, two horses who, who could end up in that situation because they have, again, tricky draws. And the second on the card, uh, Miss Daytona, who you drive for the uh, family stable, and Money Honey, who Kerry Ann drives. So how do you rate those two head-to-head? Uh, yeah, look, I think Miss Daytona's on the way up, but I also think um, Money Honey is as well. She was a little bit sort of disappointing when she first came from New Zealand. Her work suggested that she'd do a really good job, and she sort of flattened out, but um, she seems to be very strong, Money Honey, and, and Miss Daytona seems a little bit the same way too. Barrier 6 is probably a bit worse a barrier than Barrier 8, in my opinion, because you can charge through and, and get somewhere. Barrier 6, you're out there in no man's land for a little bit. So, yeah, both their mares, depending on how the race sits up, can go and take the race by the scruff of the neck if the tempo allows them to. So, um, yeah, I sort of hard to split them, um, but I, I do think Miss Daytona's run the other day at Penrith. They didn't go overly fast on the clock, but she was three three deep, I think, the first lap with cover trying to find the breeze, and then she was too strong from there. So, um, depending how hard they're going early and how it all maps out, um, both of them are sort of really good chances. Robbie, you've got a, a trotter in the Trotters' Cup, as we would expect. You've got a very strong trotting stable. All about the moment. Um, well, Brittles, decent run last start. Uh, what do you make of the standing start today? Because there's an ODS next to the name, out of draw stand. Is that a precaution with the daughter of Peak, or is that because she can lose it a bit at the start? She's been really good, but she's been that good. I just haven't been game enough to take it off her, to be honest. Um, she um, Early on, uh, she's owned in New Zealand by a good good, good breeder, and um, when Malcolm sent her over, he was um, said that she could be a little bit silly off the stand and just sort of get a bit too excited, but she step, she's been stepping outstanding, and um, I've been wrapped with all of her runs. Uh, she got parked outside of McGulban her last start and was a super third. Um, she did step from the front of the tapes in one of the Trotters Cup races at Penrith that they had at their Carnival of Cups, and she ran ran pretty strong the whole trip, and Kai Valley Boomerang just got off her back and beat her right on the line. 
Um, if she steps clean today, I'll be stepping to the front and I'll be letting her bowl, and I, I think she'll be hard to chase. Mate, a race you don't have a drive in, but I'll be interested in your opinion on, is race six. It's the Sprint Classic, 1,335 metres. When you drive in a race, because obviously most harness races are a minimum of a mile, so these are incredibly rare. When you drive in one of those races, and we had a, a series of them a couple of years ago at Manangle, do you drive any differently? Do you just go flat out and, and not try and keep anything in the tank? Or if you do that, do you end up overcooking your horse and blowing out anyway, even over the shorter trip? Yeah, I, I sort of think that those races can catch people off guard thinking, that exact statement that you just sort of said, I'll let this run and I'll go as fast as I can for as long as I can, but it's very hard to get one to go flat out for 1,300 metres. A lot of them races are won by horses at a three fence or 1-1 because generally people overdo it the first, say, 1,000, and the last 300 they're found wanting, and because they're only small fields, generally everyone sort of can find a spot, but I'm more to sort of think that those races are generally won by the, the probably the more patient driver, as patient as you can be in a 1,300-metre drive race, to be honest, Jerry. Mate, we might have to start some sort of campaign because it's, a, it's an outrage of harness racing. You don't have a drive today in the uh, in the True Memorial, Robbie. It's a, you've had a massive season at the top end. Um, what's happened there? Have you, I think Kerry Ann got one, so how did you not get one? Yeah, no, I, um, I missed out, but uh, I'm sure... It will be a good race. Um, would have been good to have a drive in it, but we didn't sort of have anything, and none of my sort of other drives are, are in it. So, unfortunately, I'll be sitting on the sidelines, but I have had a suspension the last fortnight, and today's only my first day back, so hopefully we, we get rolling again with the freelance drives. But, um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's still a great race, and um, even though it's probably not up there with the money it was worth, it's a it's a time-honoured event, the True Memorial, and they've done a good job banks down to to get it back going again as, as it is. But, uh, you and Kerry ann I'm sure we'll have horses racing tomorrow at the uh, the Menangle afternoon meeting. You usually do. Um, you've got Jesse's son in the, in the early trot. You've got a, a horse like Gold Sovereign who turns up most weeks and races about the same speeds, always nice and consistent. And then you've got three in the fourth on the card, three back-to-back. You've got four on the race, but three more next to each other. What's your best chance of getting a winner tomorrow at Menangle for people who are going to tune in tomorrow and have a little bit there. I've been um, while I've been away, I've been watching and I've been pretty happy with the um, the way Silver Surf has been going. He, he sort of first couple of runs in Australia, he's been left a little bit flat-footed. He's been quite used to the 2600 metres of New Zealand racing, which you know as well as me, Mick. And he's jumped into two mile races from a mobile at. An angle and they've gone 56 in both of them and it's it sort of blew his brains a little bit. You can see that he's trying to dash with them, but he's struggling to get his legs to realise what they've got to do so fast. But um, I really think his two runs have been good without sort of being startling. He's, he's just been trying to get used to the racing and I think he's done that. So um, I'd nearly go silver surfer tomorrow, yeah. Uh, there's a horse I've got to ask you about in, in your stable, yours and Kerry Ann's stable, before I let you go. And, and the reason I ask you is because punters take notice of these horses and then they can burn them. And that's Sunny G. When it won three starts ago at Menangle, you looked at it and thought, wow, 
this thing might have an open-class motor. It's done that before racing as a maiden and good three-year-old races last season, and yet a totally different version of him can turn up at other times. Is he just one of those horses? Is he a very hard horse to predict, or is there a little issue there somewhere? Uh, he's a, He's got tons of ability, and um, he, he he's always showed ability. I drove him as a freelance driver, and then he, he come over to us and last prep, and we sort of ironed him out, and then he lost his way again, and he's back now, and he's run where I drove him, and he was, he was terrific when he won, and I sort of thought that we had him, and then his next two starts, he's let us down, but um, no fault of anyone's. He's a very tricky horse to drive, and I'd probably get along with him better than most, but just with having so many in the race tomorrow, I haven't been able to marry up with him again, but I wouldn't lose faith if I was a punter out there. I wouldn't lose faith in him. He's um He's got tons of ability. He's just got to learn to hold it all together. But as we know with these trotters, it's generally your, your best trotters that want to be the silliest. Ain't that the truth? Um, mate, just talking about the campaigns coming up in Queensland, um, the stable one, two up there on Saturday night with Nathan Dawson doing the driving behind We Salute You and, and also Pete said so. Mate, looks good money up there, and the races aren't as strong as Menangle. Is it a case that it's become a real winter focus for you and Kerry Ann with the right type of horses? Yeah, well, we just had that bunch of horses that just sort of suited them at the time, and uh, it was good to get up there. They're actually they're all home now. I brought them home yesterday, so um, you know I think we trained six or seven winners between Tuesday and Saturday just last week. Which so. Yeah, I think them races suit them good, and you got to have the right type of horse, but definitely dropping back from an angle grade to Albion Park on a Saturday night without being too hard. It's an angle at the moment. It's just that, you know, you've you got to look at the clock. They're all going 50 or quicker most of the time, so they do enjoy the, the drop back in grade a little bit. Mate, it looks like it's going to be a massive carnival up there. I mean, Spankham won there the other day. Obviously, King of Swing City there, amazing dream. Copy that. It's... Uh... It's not going to be a place for the faint-hearted at the top level over the next month or so. No, and I, I think there's a lot of people planning on going there, and there's a plane load of Kiwis turning up. It's um, I was actually Roy Roots rang me yesterday, and um, I think the Black Prince is going to head up there for the Sunshine Sprint and them sort of races. So yeah, it's going to be a really hard carnival, but um, hopefully it will be good to be a part of it. And with the right draws, we, you never know, you get a little bit of luck, and um, I think we'll go, something might go our way, hopefully. All right, Robbie, the listeners, we're going to have one bet today on the ones you're involved with at Bankstown. Who should it be? All about the moment. All about the moment in the trot, mate. We appreciate your time as always. Um, I hope, well, we're glad to hear that, that fatherhood for the second or third time around is, is going well. And, mate, we hope you have a good day today. No worries, mate. Thank you. That's Robbie Morris with a comprehensive report on the team he and his wife, Kiri-Ann, trained uh, not only today, of course, but tomorrow, and also the horses they took to Queensland where they flew the flag, the New South Wales flag, with a fair bit of success last week, that Queensland carnival. Building momentum, Spankham won there the other day, King of Swing won at Menangle, and he is heading there, and as Robbie said, a plane load of New Zealanders headlined by copy that, an amazing dream also heading there. So it'll be a huge focus over coming weeks with other stars like Expensive Ego and the Black Prince heading in the similar direction.
Last time we spoke to Brad Hewitt on the show, he had just been crowned the state champion for the regional championships finals with Send It. He's back today, Send It, for the Tour of Memorial. Brad, thanks for taking the time to talk to us this morning, mate. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. You were telling us you were going to have a bit of a day out to celebrate after you won the big final at Group 1 level for 100 grand a couple of weeks ago. Uh, did you get a chance to enjoy yourself a bit? Yeah, no, we, we all caught up. Uh, at Arvo, Sunday Arvo, and uh, end up staying at uh, the pub for a bit too long without it to close. So we're a bit dusty again sun- Sunday, uh, Monday morning, but it was all worth it anyway. Mate, I'm sure it was. Mate, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Brad, I'm really surprised at the money the TAB, and I know you aren't be betting, but the money that TAB has bought up to send it. He's rated a $14 chance in today's Truer Memorial. I know you're not a punter, but that seems rather large for a horse who was outstanding last start. Yeah, that's right, Nick. That's what I said to the other boys that, uh, uh, that are in the horse, too. I said, yeah, I can't believe the price he's come up. I thought he would have been a... Yeah, Six or seven or eight dollar chance or whatever, but yeah, to get them sort of odds about a horse in the form that he is, I said really good. Even three starts ago, he still went one fifty and a half, I think. So I, there's not, um, it's no slower than what any of them other ones are doing. Well, mate, it's got a tricky barrier draw. Um, most of his recent racing's been at Menangle or Riverina or Wagga, so therefore he's been racing on the bigger tracks. But way back when he started his career as a two-year-old, he actually upset and a two-year-old race at Canberra paying $20. So he has raced on smaller tracks, but a long time ago. How do you think he'll handle the flatter 800-metre surface today? No, he should be. No worries. He's only a, a little horse anyway, and he, yeah, he handles these little trucks. But it's just a bit of a shock to him, and they go on, like he's had his last four or five starts at Menangle, and then, yeah, going spear into that first corner at Bankstown. It's a bit of a shock, but yeah, just give him a bit of a run-up in the warm-up into it and get him used to it. And after that, yeah, there's usually no drama. We've asked Blake Fitzpatrick whether you can often would change their gear in any regard. Some trainers would put hopple shorteners in just to keep them a bit, a bit more confident around that first bend. Is he a horse who doesn't need that centre? Uh, no, I don't put the shortens on him, but yeah, I'll probably clean up a, a hole or two in his hovels. Just, yeah, like I said, going from an angle, his last yeah, half a dozen starts, and then like he, we train here on a thousand metre track, so they're not really used to the the tighter tracks, like when they're not racing around them. So it doesn't hurt him. Like a, a hole or two is not going to make any difference, just a, a bit of assurance that you're going to get around anyway. What do you make of today? Because barrier four could be really good if you can get across to lead or the Arden Messi inside you decides to be a bit painful or one of the other two, it could work out to be a bad barrier draw. So what are you expecting in the early stages of today's Tour Memorial? Yeah, I think Arden Messi's the, the likely leader. I, I don't think anything can cross him. Like, we get out good, but not good enough to sort of yeah, go cross anything. But I'll probably just poke forward and hope to get to the running line and yeah, there's probably going to be a couple of moves in the race, so we'll just take it from there. But he's a lot better chaser than what he's sort of left out in front or even death and he just uh, He's a really good chaser, so you've got his opportunity to do that today. Are these races, Brad, harder to drive in than a, a Menangle Big Mile or a Menangle Group 1 where everybody sort of finds their positions and it's 
it's relatively easy to get to a different position because often people don't park them three wide. Whereas today, there could be a three wide line for the whole second half of the race. Are they tricky races to drive in these days? Yeah, they are a bit. They're, they're good. Sort of racing around a half mile track and over 2,500, like it's three laps and you've got a bit of time to put them into it or if you take off at the wrong time, it can bring you unstuck. Whereas at Menangle, everything sort of finds its position after, yeah, 300 metres and a lot of the time that's, that's all it is. You just end up where you are and hope you get home. But yeah, there's a lot more tactics to these little half-mile tracks and, like I said, over the 2,500. So you just got to try and get your timing right and, yeah, you need a lot of lot of luck to go your way. It's just little things that work out in the race, but if they do, then I think you'd be good enough to win. But they're exciting to watch small track racing. Like, for example, Gloucester Park, a lot of people love to watch it. Is it exciting to drive in it? Is it more action-packed? Yeah, they are good. I, I enjoy it. Just you've got to have the right horse. Like a little out triple play, like he flies around and he holds about four or five track records around these um, half-mile tracks and the other good old horse, Scammy Days. you just got to have the right horse that can... Good around them and yeah, really good gated and not have to worry about them galloping or anything. But when you're on the right horse, yeah, I love that these, especially these better races too. When there's a bit of power on them, that like they're, they're really good races to drive in. Mate, a horse you have had a really good association with recently continued that at Menangle on Saturday night. Rock and Marty, uh, another win. Um, look, seemed to do it pretty well. I, I would suggest he's going to have another chance at open class sooner rather than later? Is he just not a horse who would have been suited to today's race? No, it's not, yeah, straight to dad and sort of tossing up whether to put him in the angle on Saturday or yeah, Banks down here today, but yeah, he sort of hadn't been around the, the half-mile track at all, and at yeah, just 2,500, he sort of hadn't been up over the 23, not that there's a massive difference, but just thought he'd been racing good at the angle and yeah, and it, he can get pulling every now and again too, so I just didn't want to bring him on stuck when he's been been going good. Because if he keeps on going like he is, like he's a horse, sort of, we could sort of take to Brisbane to target the better races up there. Well, it's going to be a great carnival, Brisbane carnival, mate. I know it's going to be an enjoyable day at Bankstown today. I know you've only got the, the one driver that's in a feature race, and uh, he's, he's turning into a hell of a horse. Send it, so mate. Good luck today, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how your other. Decent drive at the moment. Rock and Marty also progresses, mate. So thank you for taking the time to join us on what for you is not a public holiday, but it is for many of our listeners, Brad. No worries. Thanks for having me, mate. That's Brad Hewitt. Last time he took Send It to the races, they won a Group 1 in the state final of the regional championship. If you are just joining us, uh, first of all, hope your holiday is going well. Banks Down Today is the big feature. It is the Truer Memorial. It's the track's signature race. It goes at 3.35. All the odds are available on tab.com.au. So tab.com.au. First race there today goes at 12.02. A recap. Bravika, suggested by Blake Fitzpatrick as his best of the day, goes around in the first on the card. Robbie Morris, who has a busy book also, suggested his best is race five, number six, all about the moment. You can back those now. Bet responsibly. That's On The Pace done for a Monday morning. I hope you enjoy the rest of your holiday. No On The Pace tomorrow. We concentrate on the Greyhounds for that slot. But Brittany Graham, we'll be back with you.
at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.